One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. The family aspect of it, you know, there is, there's, there's a support group around you. My guest today is one of Radio Glamorgan's newest and brightest volunteers who, if you've heard him on RG, you think that he was born to be broadcasting. After stints training with both Ian Weber and Grant Palmer, as well as covering for five weeks on a Monday night and one week trying not to derail the night train, he launched the Saturday and Sunday weekend breakfast show on Radio Glamorgan at the beginning of August 2022. I'm talking about Sam Rees, who we will hear from after his first choice from another Sam... Sam Ryder. November space, man. And I wanna go home. Every time I hear that, I have visions of uh, the live Luke in his Union Jack suit. <laughs> Sam Reese, welcome to Music Was My First Love. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's very difficult to talk with you and look at you uh, without either breaking into a smile or fits of laughter. Um, has that always been you and your personality? Yeah, I think so. Because, it, like you've just said, it resonates, doesn't it? If you smile at someone, it's very difficult not to smile back. Yeah. Unless you're in a right foul mood. <laughs> but then, in the back of your head, that person's happy, so I sort of got to got to mirror it. It's always worked for me. But you do it on the radio when you've I got do. nobody in front of you. But that's because I'm enjoying what I do. Well, that helps. <laughs> Tell me about your first choice from a man uh, uh, who in uh, 2022 has just become an overnight phenomenon, Sam Ryder. Yeah, so un- until Eurovision, I hadn't really heard of him. He was virtually brand new to the scene as far as I was concerned. And he came out with that absolute banger. <laughs> and I've, I, as soon as I heard it, I thought it was amazing. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm not surprised that we came second. But like we were just discussing then... Mm. If if it wasn't for the whole Ukraine situation, I think we would have won it fair, you know, properly. Yeah, and that's huge for us as as a as a nation. Well, typical of of this nation, we've been celebrating, haven't we, ever since. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. <laughs> and the fact that the him. the Eurovision now next year in twenty twenty three, uh, if you listen to this in twenty twenty four, it's going to confuse you. <laughs> um, is going to be here, so that's I guess that's yeah, part of our celebration. Amazing. And we're still obviously at this point still waiting to find out, but it's. Um, that is in terms of where it is, but I'm so excited for it to be in the UK. It's been so long. I don't actually think it's been in my lifetime in the UK. Well, it will be... Yeah, no, no, it would have been when um, Katrina and the Waves won, but I don't know what year that was. Because oh. I haven't done my research <laughs> I was... <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you always been a music lover? Yes. From, from a very young age, which we'll find out a bit later for one of my other choices, but... Um, I think music has a way of of being in any situation, no matter what your situation is, what you're going through. There's there's a song for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, births, marriages, deaths, everything, yeah, yeah. everything. Um, so I think that's and I, I, you were talking about me earlier of smiling, and that I think that's always because I'm playing sort of some upbeat, happy music constantly, mm. um, and it's constantly going around in my head. Um, but again, that 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 Sam Ryder song, that's it's so upbeat. It's so just sort of uplifting. Um, and it, it really does resonate with me, especially in Eurovision. It's such a Eurovision song. Mm. I don't know why. It just ticks all the boxes. And was there music at home when you were a kid growing up? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. From your mum and dad? Yes. Um, again, a, requ- a song uh, request, a song later on that yeah. uh, uh, I've chosen, um, which... I think for, uh, it, it's sort of around that point where 
it, but because before a certain age, you sort of watch TV programs and films, mm. and you end up watch sort of singing songs from those sort of things, and then you sort of discover what your mum and dad are listening to. I think there's sort of like a process, isn't yeah. there, of growing up? Um, you have all these childish songs, and then your mum and dad are, uh, are listening to something, you go, actually, I quite like this, mainly because they've just played it over and over yeah. again. You sort of haven't got a choice. But um, I think when they keep playing that song and it gets in your head, you then want to go and find your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was that sort of point when I was probably nine, maybe ten. Were there elder siblings? No, I'm the oldest no, in right. my family, okay. so I've got uh, a younger brother, a younger sister. So their music comes from what you're playing at home? Well, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go as far as saying I'm the most camp well, <laughs> Axel, as we've previously talked uh, yeah. about. <laughs> um, the Great Chubby Checker next, now. So, yeah, this is one that, sort of around that, that age um, where I used to stay at my, my nan and grandfather's and... Um, they had tons, tons of vinyl, and I'm gutted because it was chucked away when they when they both passed away, and um, we didn't keep it. And I'm absolutely gutted about that. But this was one of the songs that they had on vinyl, and it was one of their favourite songs. Which again, like we just talked about, became one of my favourite songs. Mm. And again, it's just so it's just a happy song. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It's so, um, and it, it literally does make you, if you're not dancing already, you're, you're tapping. <laughs> there is not a part of you that will listen to this and not move. Come on, let's again. I haven't heard that for so long, but I mean, really so long. Both of us listened to that tapping. And you even at the end. We were dancing arm in arm, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. What first got you into involved with uh, Radio Glamorgan, Sam? So, uh, COVID. <laughs> okay. Frankly. <laughs> you wanted to give it to us, did you? <laughs> um, I was sat at home, and I think being put on furlough, which is probably not a word we'll ever use again, I think, ever. No. Um, and it was, it was when, I, when I was younger, I had... Again, there's another song here that will relate to this, but um, I had my own little radio station when I was 12, 13. Started putting a little online radio station together, started building my own website. I literally put full, <laughs> I was up late nights putting all this stuff together. And um, it, it, it from, um, but the reason I wanted to do that is because when I was listening to radio, I want to do that. That, that was what I wanted to do. And, it got to a point where it couldn't go on, mainly because it was illegal. <laughs> but, but because, you know, life got in the way. Um, GCSEs and A-levels, you know, those things happen when you're younger and, and you can't really avoid it. And I just couldn't put the time into what I wanted to do. And then, you know, you do your A-levels, then you've got to get a job and all these things happen. And it sort of just got pushed to one side, really. Then COVID happened and furlough came along and I'm sort of sat at home, literally tapping my fingers with, with nothing to do. Mm. Been in the garden, we've done the garden, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's not much more you can do at home. And I thought, do you know what, this is the time to do something that I've had a love for from a very young age. And Radio Glamorgan, I can't remember how I came, how I stumbled across it, I cannot remember for the life of me. I'm sure I, I might have just walked past here and I've seen it before and I thought, do you know what, that's... That's that's I, there. There we go. <laughs> it's there. It's just down the road from me. There is no reason why I couldn't do this. And I'm and I tell you what, I'm so glad I did 
and even on the first day that I met you at our little meet and greet, mm. um, and you brought me in here into the studio, and it, my eyes were <laughs> wide, yeah. and you were like, it's not as daunting as it looks. And meanwhile, in my head, I'm going, I'm not going to be able to do this. this no, I had the same. I thought there's no way. <laughs> but I, I look back, and, I'm, I, and I haven't been here that long, let's be honest. Mm. I haven't. But I am so, so bloody glad that I did it. Well, you, uh, you you started wanting to do broadcasting when you were in Florida. I just suddenly got fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the itch had always been there. Which which broadcasters were you going up and listening to that influenced you? Is anyone in particular? So, Radio One, pretty much from. Well, my mum and dad used to listen to Radio One, and then I remember one morning, they, I think they used the word bloody when we were all in the car. <laughs> right, we're not listening to that anymore. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Like, what do you mean? So that was what, and then we ended up, that was, there was Radio Tube 2 then with, well, obviously Terry Wogan, which, when you're being taken into school and that's on, again, an absolute legend of radio, yeah. um, you know, a veteran broadcaster. And even then, even though you listen to a different type of music, you still understanding how it how it work, how it's working yeah. and what he's doing to to really, you know. But again, it was just after that when I started being able to listen to my own radio, it was Chris Moyles and Scott Mills. Mm. You know, again, big names that when you listen to them on air, they've got their own style, they do their own way of things, and I think especially recently with Scott Mills leaving Radio One, that's huge. He's been there. Well, all my life, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, since I've been listening to radio, yeah. he's been on the on Radio One. Well, he was the last person to be taken on by Matthew Bannister, who turned Radio One on its head when you had the likes of Simon Bates yeah. and, and whoever, and and he got rid of them all. And I read he was the last one; he's the last one left for the Matthew Bannister era. Wow. She's been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. Who is Becky G? So the <laughs> it's an interesting one. So. Um, I, when I first met Narice, uh, who is my other half, uh, my better half, if you will. I would think so, and I haven't met her. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy being my other half. Um, this, I can't, we, we, we used to be going out on an evening, and we literally, obviously we both drove, but we'd just go out in one or the other's car, and we'd go somewhere, drive somewhere, and just sit and talk for hours on end. And I think, I'd never had that with anyone before in my life you know uh, all the previous girlfriends that i had all of them <laughs> the thousands that i had <laughs> um and it was um it was special it was it was it was it is special it still is i shouldn't say was and what, what all we used to do is put spotify on in the background and it would just you know, play through the car and we're chatting away about whatever and then this came on and at this it was so weird because at the same time both of us just went silent and we listened to the whole song end to end without saying a word to each other and at the end of it <laughs> just that really cheesy thing it went that's our song Sam Reese's third choice on this edition of music was my first love, Loving So Hard. Now, in 2006, um, after spending time setting up at the age of 14, uh, you've got your own little um, online radio station. As you mentioned before, had your own team of helpers. Hmm. Um, you've explained how it came about, but I want to know two things. What sort of stuff were you doing? 
And I'm more interested now what these little helpers were doing. <laughs> so the, the helpers were, um, weirdly, so I met a guy called Mike Jordan. Now, he will lives in Cardiff and met him through... Again, being younger, going just going to Cardiff every weekend and meeting <laughs> girls. Oh, as you do, yes. Okay. As I do. Excellent. And um, he was... I, I can't remember how I met him, but I, I ended up getting to know this, this group of people um, from Cardiff, and he was just in that group of people. Turned out he also really liked radio. Um, ended up going on to be um, on Nation Radio uh, and doing proper show. Then he started working for... Heart and, and all the rest of them, and now he's a police officer, so he went right <laughs> off. But, <laughs> but he managed to get you know properly into into the game, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, so I'd like to credit myself for his career there. Uh, <laughs> but he he did his own little show for me, so we used to work together on uh, the, the website and how we wanted it to sound, and we came up with a name of Teen Mix FM, um, which. I say that out loud is really cringe, <laughs> but at the time I was like, "Yes, this is yeah. what we want. This is what we want." And um, yeah, he was he was part of that. Then there was another another random guy that sort of just messaged in to, to via the website. Somehow he stumbled across us and was like, "Oh, I do jingles and stuff. So do you want me to put some stuff together?" Um, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So we had our own little jingle man as well, um, and then we started focusing on how we wanted it to look. So. I was trying to recruit almost people to do this stuff for free, like uh, a news reporter, a showbiz reporter, a sport <laughs> reporter, you know, and they'd have their face on the website and they'd have, you know, I had all this stuff in my head that I wanted to do and how I wanted it to look. And um, yeah, it got, it, it became, yeah, that's the problem with it at the same time is it, I became so much, so into it. It, it just sort of consumed me almost and where in, are you getting, in a good way. Where were you getting the music from? Because you didn't have things like Spotify in 2006. Well, no, but you had LimeWire, didn't you? Right, okay. um, so you <laughs> Hence it being illegal. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, it never, re- you know, we, I think the max most listeners we ever got at one show was like 15. So it wasn't huge. It was just kids in school that we tried to get to listen. A bit like your breakfast show. Right? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I thought I had millions. <laughs> Um, but I, I look at it, I look back at it and it worked. I, I loved it. I loved it. And making it your own is a very different thing to obviously to joining someone else's. Yeah. But you can still, even from what I found joining Radio Glamorgan, you can still add your own twist on things and you can suggest and push things forward yeah. and, and people will listen, you know, and, and everyone's got an equal voice, especially uh, when it's a volunteer base. You're not allowed to lie on music as my first love. Oh, okay. uh, right. Are there any recordings around of this these shows no, that you did? No, are you sure? No. Yeah. Oh, why well, have you got one? No, 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 okay. no. no, no. <laughs> you gotta dig one out. <laughs> um, no, I, I never recorded it. It was all, it was all done live. Really, there was no pre-recordings. No. It was, it was sort of all live. Nothing you recorded while you were on air. No, no, and I. <sighs> Looking back, I wish I had, but it yeah. wasn't. Again, when you're in it, doing it, you think, "Oh, this won't matter. Yeah. You know, we'll just do it as it is." And um, yeah, <laughs> your fourth choice, Sam, is uh, from I think a very underrated band, Maroon Five. Uh, tell us about the track you've chosen. So, this was my first proper album, "Songs About Jane" by Maroon Five, and I think it was their first proper album as well. I think um, from the, off the top of my head. Um, I can't remember how I came across <laughs> Maroon 5, probably just listening to it on the radio again, but 
Um, actually, I can tell you exactly where it was. It was MTV Music Videos, and they were they were they had just come out with um, oh, this love, hmm. and I I heard it, loved it, watched the video, loved it, and then all, and I wanted to just. It's probably the first time I ever wanted to know more about a band, right? And hear everything they had. <laughs> so I went out and I had my pocket money and I bought bought songs about Jane and it was CD. Took it back to the house, played it on my CD player. Um, I had a little CD Walkman at the time as well. Um, and it was just literally played on repeat again and again and again. And this particular song that you're about to play was uh, the first song played on my Sunday show, my proper Sunday breakfast show. Right. This was the first song I played. And because it's called? Sunday morning. Great uh, Pixar and Disney movies of late, with songs from Frozen and Wicked being sung endlessly in households up and down the country, and homemade videos uploaded to the internet. Um, <laughs> it surprises me that this song uh, has never really taken off in the same way. Tell me about your next choice, Sarah McLachlan's "When She Loved Me" from Toy Story Two. So this, I think, <laughs> when I went to watch Toy Story Two, I can't remember when it came out now, but it was it was what the, that song in that film was quite possibly the most emotional song in the film mm. um and i think that as a, as as a youngster still technically arguably it was it it, it was the first song that i cried to <laughs> yeah i think my son did as well but it, but uh, he won't thank me for telling you that. <laughs> and he well i don't blame him he it, it just I and I, every time I, I watch it back now, if it's ever if it's ever on the film, and especially as an adult, you I think you understand it more. Yeah, I, I yeah. think to, I think actually Toy Story is a whole uh, what are they now? Five films, aren't we? Toy Story five, uh, four. Okay, four. Oh dear. Um, I still haven't seen the fourth at the time of recording. Oh no, <laughs> at the time of recording. And but you, if you watch Toy Story as a kid. There's fun and it's toys and it's toys talking. Great. Yeah. When you watch it as an adult, there are so many more messages in the film. Oh yeah. And you just, but, but you hear it as a kid, you think nothing of it. You watch it as an adult, you go, "How is that in a kids' film?" Yeah. <laughs> or, or or equivalent of, and it, and it just, it, yeah. This particular song, when you watch the film and you see what happens, and this is playing in the background. It, it it really hit me personally. So why is the song not taken off like the others? I don't know. Other ones I I don't, maybe have. because it is just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I we used to um, when my eldest son Ben, who would have been three or four, maybe even younger, when the film came out, uh, he watched the Toy Story movies endlessly. Yeah, same. And by the time his mum took him up for bath time, there was just toys everywhere, all his night garden stuff. And I would tidy them all up and put them along the, the back wall and I'd put all the night garden stuff together and everything. <laughs> and I would look at this stuff before I went to bed and I would think, wouldn't it be great now if we all went to bed and they all started playing and doing their own thing like the movie? Mm. Wouldn't it be great if it, that was real? If it was real life, you know? yeah. And I've often thought the same. Um, Toy Story 2 was 1999, by the way. And so I would have been uh, 7, 7, 8. 1999, Ben was even bought fine, okay. Um yeah, but it, but it doesn't. I don't think it matters when it came out. No. It matters when you watch it and how you feel when you watch it. Yeah. Um, 
And I think you could even watch that that film now, probably twenty three years later, and you would still be emotional about it. Um, and the particular reason around this is my sister, um, who has loved Disney from when she was a kid, mm. managed to sort of get her whole dream almost. So she went to work for Disney on the cruise liner in the parks. She did she did that whole sort of Disney dream, if you will, and. Um, I'm bloody proud of her for doing that because fair play, <laughs> you know, she left the house, everything that she knew at home and she went and lived on a boat essentially for for best part of two years. Mm. And then she did a couple of the parks and, and worked there and she loved every minute of it. But I think you're still, you've got that home craving, you know, you sort yeah. of just, you just sort of want to be around people. So when she did come home, I think that was, that was it. And she, she stayed home ever since. <laughs> when she You're listening to another edition of Radio Glamorgan's Music Was My First Love with my friend and fellow volunteer Sam Reese choosing 10 of his favourite songs. distinctly remember that song from uh, Sundays <laughs> being at home, no school um, and my mum running around the house with a hoover um, but that that is sort of the, when we talked about earlier about the stuff that my mum and dad listened to that's one of them, Stevie Wonder being another one Yeah. Um, but, th- but that for, for whatever reason that particular song just takes me straight back as soon as I hear it to being six seven and just that's playing on the stereo in the corner mum's running around with a hoover <laughs> and just not being in school <laughs> so, so let, let's talk about um uh growing up you're a local boy uh yeah lived in in risca right. um which is weirdly where i live now and then we moved to newport went to school in Bayslag. um went to risca primary but then Bayslag comp yeah. um so yeah i've pretty much been around there all my life your close family because you said you've got younger siblings yeah so younger brother younger sister um we're definitely uh, so we're not as close as now as we used to be um but that's because i think we've sort of grown up and we've got our own things going yeah. on you know and those things sort of happen but um every sunday we go around my mum and dad's and we all have a sunday dinner together so we're all still <laughs> we're all still on talking terms which is good um but uh yeah i think my mum and dad have have always been really supportive of me in everything i've done whether i've done right or wrong they've always had my back and mm. i think when you're growing up i think that's really important because if you if there's a lot of negativity at home i think you you push out negativity onto yeah. everyone else um and maybe that is why i'm so positive in, in, in life in general um and it's funny because my mum and dad are yin and yang my dad is uh not negative but he's just he he's he's always sees the worst glass slightly <laughs> half empty yeah, absolutely and then my mum is totally the opposite right. um <laughs> which i think that's why it works so well my mum and dad are much the same actually my dad was 
Yeah, my dad was always positive. Yeah, my mother always thought, mm, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. want to go to see Cardiff City with your brother, you'll have a runny nose, you won't be able to go to the toilet. Yeah. Don't big him up, Helen, which is my mum's <laughs> name. <Yeah. laughs> he, he will do this wrong or whatever. And But it was always that yin yang. But behind it all, I knew it was because he cared. And mm. I think he had a different idea of, <laughs> if you're upfront and honest, <laughs> that will stick with you more than, yeah, yeah, you could do it, sort of cushy cushy sort of thing. Um and do they listen to your weekend show, which we'll talk about after? Every weekend. Every weekend. With, genuinely without fail, unless yeah. they have a lion. <laughs> but I, they, again, that, that support there, uh, yeah. my mum and dad, they're still going on now. You know, I'm, I'm 30, and they still, oh, are you okay? What are you doing? Mm. Uh, and if well, mums and dads will always be like that. You, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, when you're 50 and God willing, you know, they'll still be. <laughs> that's what they do. You're yeah. always your mums. Yeah. Um, and what about education? Is it university or...? No, I did my A-levels, and that was it for me. Um, I then... My first ever job was whilst I was still doing A-levels, so I worked in, in McDonald's, I think, as... I'd go as far as saying half the population did as their first job. Mm, not me, mate. <laughs> well, the other yeah, half. It's 50 uh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think most people will have... Uh, some sort of job is in hospitality, yeah. isn't it? I think yeah. their first job is always uh, hospitality or, or a paper round. <laughs> but um, that was my first ever job was in Mackey's. Did that alongside school. And then when I left school, I think, again, as you're growing up, it's the money, isn't it? You mm. look at the money and you go, oh, it's good money. I got to go and do that, and then I never did. I never did A levels. I never went to uni. I don't look back and think I wish I'd done uni. I wish I'd experienced uni, if that makes yeah. any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, no, another feeling. Um, yeah. But I don't think I've been a hindrance for not going to uni and doing a, a university degree. Yeah. Um, but. I, I think <laughs> the life experience, I think, mm. is more important sometimes, most yeah. of the time, actually, than I've got a degree in this. Yeah. Because I think life experience gets you further. If you, if you, I, I, every job I've done since I've left school, my previous experience has helped me get that job. Yeah. Um, and I've, like I said, I've not got any degrees to my, I've got A-levels, obviously I've got uh, business and, uh, Computing, that was the other one I did. I couldn't think then. But and that, and again, that's why I love technology. That's why I love that sort of stuff. And that's sort of what my career turned into for a while before I moved into what I do now, which is in logistics. Totally different. But that's where <laughs> things took me. But this uh, next track... Oh, sorry, I was going to well, say... Well, yeah, go on. This next track is because of McDonald's, weirdly. So when I left school and I was in McDonald's, it was very much a time of every weekend we're going out. Every weekend, mm. without fail. And this particular song takes me right back to that time when it was just parties and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then back in work the next morning with a terrible head. As <laughs> simple as that. It literally was, yeah. So on the weekend of August 6th and 7th, 2022, uh, you <laughs> launched your own show, Radio Glamorgan's Weekend Breakfast Show. Mm. You work five days a week, you have a young family, so why on earth would you want to get up early on the weekend? I'm already getting up early. <laughs> okay, you've been out with the kids for so, two hours, yeah. have you? <laughs> so I may as well make the most of that early start. Um, I I think the, the honest answer would be it was, at the time, the only realistic space that we had on the schedule. Mm. Um, but I also really love the idea of, again, when we talk about earlier, Chris Moyles and Greg James, yeah. uh, people like that waking up the nation, 
I love the idea of that. And I, I'm fully aware it's a very different scenario on Hostel Radio. However, sure. I still love that idea of just people walking past. And, yeah. and oh, I say, I love that song. And I love, you know, and I, I always joke about waking up next to me <laughs> when I'm on the, on, on the air or when I'm posting my uh, promos on Twitter. But I think uh, it, it, that's the attraction for me is, is people waking up, whether they're at home, whether they're in hospital, they're having some breakfast. Because I always encourage pictures of breakfast to come mm-hmm. in as well. Um, because <laughs> maybe because it's an insight into people's lives. <laughs> but also because I, I just, it just keeps me going. I think when you sat there, that interaction is always important. And you don't always get that on hospital radio, as, no. as you know. Um, but even if there is no interaction, I'm happy to just talk to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do a show, you know? Well, he will remain nameless, but there's one guy on, on uh, Radio Glamorgan who uh, I know his sister very well and have done all my life. And she said to me, it's it's perfect for him sitting in a box talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's true, isn't it? it but is your true. style, your personality, rather, lends itself to breakfast. Thank you. Rather than... I couldn't do... I've, I've done a breakfast show, One Bank Holiday, um, and I planned it, crossing T's, dotting eyes, but for me, it, it didn't. doesn't... It's not me. Didn't you do Christmas Day once? No, no. Oh, I, I, did. I, did, I think I did Easter. Oh, okay. I should have Christmas Day, no. Thank you. <laughs> <Not> uh, <laughs> but then... I, I like the late night style. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... I, I can't do what you do, yet... Somebody who does what you do could quite easily turn it down and do late night. Yes. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I, but I think it's down to everyone's styles, I, th- I think. Yeah. You know, I wake up and I'm, as you've messaged them before, how are you so happy at this time? I know, morning? it's really irritating. <laughs> and I was halfway to North Wales, well, not even halfway. <laughs> I don't know, is the honest answer to that. I just, I just sort of get up and I, and I, I am naturally positive mm. anyway. Um don't get me wrong, I'm not positive 24-7. It's possible to be that that positive. But I think it, when you... I feel like it's a job. Even though I'm not getting paid to do it, yeah. I feel like it's a job. And because whatever job I do, I put my heart and soul into it. And I yeah. put my... And, but especially for this, it's my passion. So when I come in, especially my Saturday show, I've spent most of the week planning it and putting it together and building yeah. a playlist and putting features together and whatever. I I want it to sound good. Yeah. But I think that's because I have, like we talked about earlier, the Chris Moores, the Greg James, the Scott Millses, listen to those people putting a show together. Mm. That's what I want to sound like. I want to sound positive. I want to sound fun. Well, I'll tell you honestly, I mean, a lot of people that have never listened to hospital radio before will think, oh, they're amateurs, they'll be rubbish. But <laughs> I was... I don't think that's true. I, but I, no, 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 I'm talking about people who haven't listened before. Oh, I see, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, uh, a couple of weekends ago, I was driving on, setting out... At 8 o'clock, actually, mm. when you start, <laughs> on a, a five-hour drive to North Wales. And to me, I was listening to a top radio broadcaster. That's I it was brilliant. very nice of you to say. That's um, too nice. <laughs> and then I switched over to Radio Glamorgan. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for someone tuning in at 8 o'clock on a Saturday and then a Sunday morning for the first time, um, what can they expect for the following two hours? I've always said it's chaotic, because it is. <laughs> I think... Um, Whilst I plan a lot and I put thought and process into everything, 
again, as you know, with live radio, it doesn't necessarily always work like that. Mm, no. um, and you'll always come across stuff that things don't work on a system or you go to play something and there's nothing, no, no sound at all. And then all of a sudden you've got to try and work that out, especially when you're on your own, because obviously, again, as a volunteer station, you haven't got a team around you. No. It, it is just you. <laughs> so if something goes wrong, you've then got to try and get to the bottom of that whilst still talking to the people that you're broadcasting to and then try and keep sounding upbeat and positive. And, and I, that chaos is what I put into my show generally, mm. mainly because I got fat fingers and I pressed the wrong button. Mm. But um, I, <laughs> I think um, the, the ethos of breakfast is to be positive and to just get people up in a positive state of mind and i think that's what i've grabbed and done and are they different shows oh sorry yeah the question was what do i do sorry yeah. what can they expect um positivity yes. <laughs> uh, the chaos obviously but i i my taste of music is not set so whilst i listen to the charts and i love newer music so you'll get newer music there's also a load of oldish stuff thrown in as well um so a good mix of music some decent features um my particular favorite feature at the moment is feature this where i just get someone else from another show on to talk about their show mm-hmm. <laughs> um free advertising it is that yeah. but also it uh, the there's two parts of it so on a saturday we do about their show what it is and then they pick a song and then on the sundays we do about them so what we learn more about that presenter and that is really i love that second fe- that second part because you find more about that person necessarily than what they do on air because mm. not everyone is personal on the radio. I like to talk about myself and just be myself on the radio and there's no sort of unanswered questions. If you you know, if someone asks you something on the air, I'll, I'll tell them the right answer within <laughs> within some sort of reason. Um, but I, I love that part two feature because we just find out more about that presenter. Like I say, that they don't necessarily... Not, not want people to know like the questions aren't there to be tricky or mm. or uh, awkward but like who can, jill when jill did our feature this brilliant absolutely brilliant because a she was herself but also um we found out stuff about her that again i don't think she would talk about on the radio no which is good that's why i love it and what's <laughs> so 15 minutes sure. of fame 15 minutes of fame is where we choose an artist every week and we just literally play back-to-back songs from that artist um so my first ever one when i did mondays this is where i sort of try, tried mm. out a few features um i did mika <laughs> mainly because eurovision had just been on yeah. and he'd done this whole melody of his greatest hits and i went oh my god they were brilliant so i put that i put mika on but it, because he again he is so uplifting he is so positive i wanted him to be my first 15 mm. minutes of fame but mainly to test it but also because I think he's brilliant and annoying. He's not even on my playlist today, but I st- I love Mika, and I'm so glad that I did that as my first first show. Your eighth choice, Sam, uh, on this dish of music was my first love, is from the Electric Light Orchestra. Tell me about Mr. Blue Sky. What a ta- What a song! What a song! Um, uh, there was a lot of uh, and you in particular. What's your first song? What are you going to play first? First ever song on your first mm. proper show. What are you going to do? What are you going to play? And I spent probably a good three weeks <laughs> before that happening thinking about it. Um, I'd just been on holiday as well before I'd started, if you remember. And um, it was it was in my head the whole time we were away. And this, I don't know why, this is the song that I particularly 
I loved it, and it just felt right that this was my first song. I don't know why. So good, and I, it, I, my dad told me about that last tiny little bit you hear at the end, because again, if you're of a certain age, what do you mean turn it over? What does that mean? And then. The answer is, it's on vinyl. It's double-sided. So you turn over the vinyl and then play the next. The is that song. what it says, turn it over? Please turn me over, yeah. I thought it was Mr. Blue Sky. No, it's please turn me over. Oh, wow. And and so it was the last track on the... Uh... On the one side of the vinyl, so you'd flick it over and continue listening. How good is that? Like, but it's also on every other version since. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense, unless you're listening on vinyl. <laughs> but Do you know yeah, when, when um, Chris Rea took to his, his record company... Um, the Road From Hell album. <laughs> he said, side one is singles, do what you want with it. Side two is is how I want it to be, and it's all concept. And they said to him, uh, what do you mean side one and side two? It's all CDs now, he said. <laughs> <laughs> what have you enjoyed uh, so far the most about uh, your time at RG? <sighs> That's a tricky question. Um, because, because the answer is loads. Yeah. I am... I, um, I'm RG through and through now, <laughs> um, and I, I'm very, I, as you probably know, I am loyal, I, and I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, the, the family aspect of it, you know, there is, there's, there's a support group around you, mm. regardless of what you want. Like, it, like we were just talking about that, my feature this on a Saturday and Sunday is because it's too early to get people in on the show, mm. but it's nice to have another voice on your show. As well as the jingles, you know, that's that's mm. normal. But when you get another voice that potentially people listening at home or in the hospital haven't actually heard, that's where it that's where it makes a difference. Mm. But but putting that request out and saying, actually, hi guys, can can anyone help me with this particular feature? And no nobody said no. <laughs> Everyone has said yes. Mm. And that support group, that network of people from probably every background, you know, me and you are nothing alike. But actually, can we go back? Thank you for calling me, my friend. That's really nice of you. Oh, right. <laughs> right at the back of the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I love, I love that that support network, that family feeling mm. of. But, but then we're not all paid. We're not paid a penny to do what no. what we do. It is all free. But I think that's what makes it amazing, and that's what people want to support you more mm. because there isn't pay involved. Do you know what I mean? What is uh, Hurdle on the Grapevine? <laughs> so when I was on with Grant, um, <laughs> I think this is Grant's favourite ever feature <laughs> because uh, he used to, obviously, we'd do an hour each on his show because I couldn't get into half past seven. So he, at eight o'clock then, we'd switch around. And it was, again, one of the first times I've met, I was able to do my own feature <laughs> on the radio. Now, we were talking off air all the time, and I, he loved to, Have you heard of Hurdle? Have you heard of Wordle? I've heard of it, yeah. So Wordle came out, and it was, whatever it is, guess the words. I don't, I've never played it. But then they brought out Hurdle. So it plays you uh, a snippet of a track intro, and you've got to guess it from that intro. You can skip and make it longer, so until you mm. get to a point where you actually know the song. We both loved that to the point where every morning <laughs> we wake up and we do it and send each other the thing because it gives you a result yeah. of how you've done. And we literally have that competition. I thought, there's a radio feature in this. There's absolutely a radio feature in this. So 
Hurdle on the Grapevine came out. <laughs> and I, it only be called that because of um, Heard It on the Grapevine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do get it. <laughs> I okay, good. Um, and I, he said, what should we call it? And that, that was my first response, Hurdle on the Grapevine. And he went, yeah, let's do it. So that's what came out. And I made the jingle and I put it all together and... Which is, I just play him a second snippet, and he loves it. But you you don't use it on um, on the weekend. So I suppose you need somebody with you. Really, I, that's the you? problem, isn't it? And I, I, <laughs> Grant doesn't get up early enough no. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to warrant being on air. But he, I've I said at the start of my first air show, I said I will get him on at some point to do it because it's so fun. Yeah. It is so fun. Mainly to watch him struggle sometimes. Other times it's too easy. But after every song, he goes, again, let's do another one. Just <laughs> <laughs> another one. And it, it literally, one night, I remember we started it about quarter past eight. And it was like five to nine. Jason's coming up. Jason sat in the corner waiting to start his show. And he's like, no, no, another one. <laughs> let's do one more. No, we haven't got time. But it was, and that, it's so good. It was so fun. And that, again, is the is radio for me if it sounds fun if you're having fun it probably sounds fun which means everyone else is having fun as well mm. if you're listening uh britney next sam yeah <laughs> so this goes back to my uh illegal <laughs> radio station when i was younger so after all like putting the little test things that you do and making sure it works and put it all together my first proper show that i did i think it was like uh, five till seven or something I decided to do it was I mean I was the only presenter so I could do whatever mm. slot I wanted really full choice um, this was the first song I played on that <laughs> on that show and um, like like we said there is no recordings which is unfortunate I think but this will stick in my head because it was the first song I played <laughs> started this edition uh, of music was my first love with something and and someone very up to date at least at time of recording and we end the same way with something from Encanto. we don't talk about bruno yes Encanto was um uh it came out christmas last year 2021 mm. and i i think you i think we were all sort of still reeling off the back of of lockdown and um that was the first christmas pretty much we could have properly yeah. together uh, allowed to have together i suppose for a while and and this i think there's two there's two aspects to this for me the first one was how good are they at creating a film like that considering they were nowhere near each other when they were making it mm. you got if you think about it that that happened whilst we were all in yeah. lockdown they couldn't be in the same room as each other you had to be away and to make a quality film like that incredible absolutely incredible that was that was the one aspect of it for me but the second aspect was it was the first time my two boys had sat down and watched a film end to end and both just open jawed loved it end to end. How old are they? So Harry, at the time of recording, <laughs> is a seven and Vinny has just turned three. Wow. Um, so Vinny just turned two at this point um, when this came out in Christmas at like Christmas and he absolutely loved this song. And I, again, I've played this a few times on breakfast just because he's asked for it. Um, but it, it will forever stick with me because of them both just sitting on the sofa with their, with all the family because mm. it was Christmas and watching this end to end and loving it. And so, what a film. It was, it's a good film. Do you know I haven't seen it? What? <laughs> 
So, Samri, September 2022, you're the host of your own radio show, a far cry from entertaining your friends online at the age of 14, I would imagine. <laughs> yes. What a difference. What a difference. And has your time so far with uh, Radio Glamorgan been everything that you had hoped it would be and expected it to be? Yeah. And more, actually. Yeah. And more. Because I've been given the reins, essentially. There's two hours, that's your slot, do what you want. Yeah. And that, uh, that, to me, was... Brilliant. I couldn't have asked for more. And you're here to stay? Well, yeah, absolutely. Cheers, Sam. Thanks for coming in. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer Sam Reese has been choosing ten of his favourite songs. And a reminder that you can hear Sam on Radio Glamorgan's weekend breakfast show, Saturdays and Sundays, 8 till 10. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another guest chooses ten of their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. Music of the past.